to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 290 of the Dave Side Know. Uh, we are recording a little earlier, so we don't have Jess. Uh, Jess, I believe, is at her uh, dance class, um, getting her dance on. Um, we do have MJ in the house. MJ, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, David. Glad to be here. We're recording early because actually MJ and I are going to scooch on over to the Black Heart and watch the uh, watch the Columbia South Korea Women's World Cup match here in about two hours. So. We need to get the podcast recorded and, and out the door. So uh, let's just up here. We have a lot of, lot of soccer to talk about um, and not a ton of time. So we'll start off with Minnesota United, as we are wont to do. Uh, Leagues Cup action. Loons 4, Puebla 0. This was a hell of a match, MJ. Agreed. <laughs> hell of a match. Had, it had a little bit of everything. It, it truly did. It truly did. So uh, this game was very interesting to start. Um, it's kind of back and forth. Puebla, you could definitely tell Puebla were a much more um, technically efficient team. They were playing shorter passes, um, trying to create space through passing, whereas Minnesota was definitely in their sort of uh, counter, press and counter uh, mode from the get-go. Uh, it worked out to their favor um, in the 24th minute with Bongi Laguane um, with a right-footed shot across the box. Uh, passed the goalkeeper uh, for Minnesota's first goal. Um, this play started uh, when Minnesota... Uh, uh, DJ Taylor specifically stood up uh, the Puebla attacker, um, got the ball to Bongi, um, who basically ran past his defender, um, kind of ran into his, or basically to the uh, a stutter step, kind of, I think he tripped actually a little bit on the pitch. Uh, yeah. The defender kind of got uh, turned. Um, Bongi picks the ball up, um, hits it basically two, into the defender's legs, and he kind of kicked it straight back to Bongi, who was able to run right past him. Um, he, you know, basically kind of makes it an angle run. It's a tough Tough angle for a shot. I think the the keeper probably would love to have a um, would love to have another shot, another chance at that one because I, I think he was caught a slightly out of position uh, because he goes across the box and into the far the far corner. It was a great goal for Bongi. Yeah, the D, the DJ pass was was great. It was coming with pace, and so Bongi had to the pace that DJ sent that pass, and I think DJ was just trying to clear it out of there, so he hit it pretty hard. Bongi is not going to catch that and have it land two inches from his foot. So he wisely just deflects the ball with his back to the net, you know, to his right, you know, and, and, and makes a turn and what a turn, what a first yeah. touch and a turn to, to blow by his defender. The defender catches up with him and that's where they, you had this, well, did the defender get the ball back briefly or not? Um, but you know, whatever happens in that defender thing, Bongi still comes up with the ball, and th- and now he's alone, one on zero. You know, headed towards the net. Just a great goal and a great uh, the the things that we saw last year that we knew Bongi could do from his pace and from his technical ability, but never never really saw a turn on the afterburners and go up and and beat a defender like that. Yeah, um, I mean, we saw it, but often he would just he would have a terrible first touch and kick the ball right to the defender, right? Or <laughs> it's actually happened. I mean, this is I believe that's Bungie's tenth goal in all competitions so far. Um, we've seen him do that quite a lot of times, where he'll run into he'll run into trouble, um, and the ball just kind of bounce around and bounce right back to him, like he's got um, like magnets in his uh, in his cleats or something, or magnets in his uh, shin guards, um, because he gets the ball back um, way more often than one would expect for something like that, where. He's kind of running into one or two defenders. Um, and he just kind of scoots by him and the ball squirts by and, and Bongi's in on goal. So um, he has, like I said, he has 10 goals so far. He probably should have 15 because um, his finishing has been absolutely dreadful uh, for most of the season. Um, but he's gotten himself into some really good positions. So uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, almost gives it right back uh, with a, a red card for Michael Boxall. 
um, after a fairly lengthy VAR look, um, it was a, a violent conduct, uh, red card, straight red card. Um, Michael Boxwell, you know, watching the replays, he does kind of punch the Puebla dude in the, in the kidney. But what no one's, I think people didn't see uh, beforehand is that that guy was uh, nut grabbing Boxy pretty much the entire, the entire way across the pitch. So I think Bonky or Boxel just got a little frustrated and, and took it out on the, on the kidney of the Puebla attacker. And apparently there were people that were able to read Will Trapp's lips when he was as the captain talking to the referee. And yeah, there, there was something said, like he grabbed his balls, you know, mm -hmm. like that was. So uh, that gives us a pretty dangerous free kick um, that Minnesota, um, you know, adjusts and recover. Uh, Kervin Arriaga more or less drops back into uh, and, and Minnesota basically kind of runs a back three um, for the last sort of 15, 10, 12 minutes of the half. Reynoso almost gets his first goal of the match. Um, when he's in on net, he jukes his defender several times in the box. And instead of like trying to go across, um, across the box like Bongi did, he tries to chip the keeper. He beats him, but for the crossbar, he would have scored a goal, um, a, a really great counterattacking goal. Um, and actually from a great ball from Ariaga deep in Minnesota's half, um, they just found Reynoso on the run. And Reynoso makes him... Watch this replay. This replay is amazing. The fact that he doesn't finish it, it's amazing. Earlier, he had one where he did send it across, where he is taking on a defender and dribbling from right to left. And then he, he cuts the ball back to the right, and it just goes inches wide. Yeah. He does not miss by much. So I think to Reynoso's credit, you know, he's was trying to do something a little different this time or reading the game where it was, it was like, I don't, I don't have that angle. So I'm going to try to chip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minnesota was definitely almost not... scored two first half goals. Is my point. Yeah. Minnesota was not left for lack of chances. That's for sure. Um, so halftime, they go in one uh, up one, nothing down a man, unfortunately, but clearly the better team in that first half. Um, and they come out guns a blazing in the second half. Uh, 51st minute uh, Bongi with an absolutely amazing header. Um, again, this is a this is an attack uh, sprung on the uh, uh, right by v Zurich Valentin. Reynoso makes a run, crosses to the center of the box. It's just a, a perfectly weighted cross, and Bongi barely gets off of his feet and has just this absolutely powerful header past the keeper into the top right corner. No way the keeper could get to that one. Um, I didn't. I believe Adrian Heath had a kind of quote saying that he never expected Bongi to score with a, with his head. Um, but there you go. He gets his first, I think that's his first headed goal for, for Minnesota. So Reynoso technically with the assist got yep. a touch in there, but, but yeah, uh, love to see Bongi scoring multiple ways. He he is really good with his feet. So you would not think of him as, as a guy who take, he, he, we haven't seen him get a lot of headers on net right. period. Like yeah. when they send him in high, he goes for them, but he doesn't get, get a lot of contact. No, he does not. Uh, eight minutes later, Bongi returns the favor. Uh, he creates some space on the right-hand side. He puts a ball, a brilliantly weighted ball to Reynoso, uh, who's able to run on, run on uh, the keeper. He gets inside the 18-yard uh, the box. And with his left foot, he uh, – and I should also say that Reynoso court or cross was with his right foot, um, which he very rarely does. This, and this Reynoso goal uh, eight minutes later was with his left foot. Um, and again, he chips the keeper. Uh, to the basically the top center of the of the net, um, doing what he did in the first half, but actually uh, securing the goal. Uh, so yeah, 59 minute for Minnesota, and we're already up um, three nothing. Um, down to you know down down to ten men. Pretty impressive. Uh, I was not impressed with uh, Jesus uh, uh, Rodriguez, the goalkeeper for for Puebla. Um, no, he looked. Yeah. But also the loons were playing really well, being down ten men and finding ways to counter and create overloads or create uh, disadvantages for Puebla with the few players they had, and it was incredible to see. Um, I think I tweeted out no love for Jesus on Sunday because it's his name's Jesus. Yeah. Um. Literally one minute later. <laughs> Puki is in on that um, a, a great over the top oh. ball uh, again a great punt, you know counter and he goes in and he tries to chip the keeper uh, keepers paying attention for it this time he had several opportunities like that where he was in on goal and just couldn't finish he had a he had a tough match um, but 
his ability, he's not the fastest guy, but his ability to create uh, space between him and his defenders and his ability, his, his uh, tactical acumen to make those runs behind defenders and into channels and to uh, you know, kind of um, anticipate a pass is opens everything up for, for Bongi, for Reynoso, for Hassani Dotson, honestly, to make runs in behind him. It's amazing. You mentioned Puki. Within the first five minutes, he had a chance on on goal. Oh, yeah. He had a first shot on that, yeah. And, and it just went high. It lands on the top of the net. But that lets Puebla know they got to look out for him. And you can't say that him making those runs and getting those attempts on goal, like he's in the goalkeeper's mind, he's in the center back's mind, and that opens things up for Reynoso and Bongi. Yep, absolutely. A minute later, um, Puki and Dotson come off for Rosales and Coleman, um, getting another couple, another defender out there and another uh, Concacaf shit houserer. Um, yeah, quite <laughs> empty. They they switch from their defending in their like four four one briefly into like a four three two. Yeah, where, where they have two two players up, but yeah, Coleman's dropping back, filling in for that Kervin Ariaga spot, and that's in the in the back line, and that frees yep. more of a these Kervin to to go up into the midfield and be a part of that three person midfield. Yep. Uh, four minutes later, Minnesota gets, uh, I think so far the goal of the tournament, honestly. Um, but I might be biased. Uh, Bongi wins a free kick, um, you know, just outside the top of the box, uh, the top corner, right. You know, corner of the box, Reynoso steps up to it. And I think he just reads the goaltender just being a little too far close to the far post. And he curls one absolutely beautifully around the uh, wall, right into the top right corner. Um, I, that's where we stand basically like three rows up. So I had a perfect view of that ball coming off of Reynoso's foot. It was absolutely stellar. I know we'll talk a little bit maybe about Messi and his free <laughs> kick to win a game for Inter Miami. I think this free kick was better, but again, I might Nate, be a little I might be a little biased. That, uh, Nate Pence had this great you know rant about it today about like just the angle that it was at. It was at a tougher angle. Um, the the curl it gets is 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 a little bit more impressive. Um, what I really liked is the Minnesota United Twitter admin just milking it like best, the best Argentinian goal and uh, free kick in, in the league's cup, you know, uh, showing everybody in the wonder wall, like just elated and jumping up and down and say, no cell phones out, no cameras, just enjoying the moment. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. there were several tweets by the, team admin that were just golden just milking that moment i will say the uh the the, the minnesota twitter admin has been on point most of this year so they've been doing yeah. a good job so um shout out to, shout out to them uh cool and then uh 78th minute we get some more subs from minnesota um izzy come and garcia come on for reynoso and bongi reynoso leads to a pr- a amazing standing ovation bongi standing ovation i think was even louder um when they announced yeah. bongi coming off it was it was Absolutely amazing. Uh, 84th minute, Puebla gets a goal, um, but it is chalked off due to VAR. Uh, basically, the ball had gone out of bounds, um, and everybody kind of—I mean, most of the Minnesota players stopped. The uh, the Puebla coach seemed to indicate that it was that it was out. The linesman was right there, so I don't understand what the linesman was looking at. Clearly, not the ball. Um, and then Puebla goes in and scores. I, 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 I don't know if the ball was slightly defected or if Dane just sort of took up one too much, too many steps. It kind of went off of his foot into the back of the net. But again, ultimately it was chalked off. And then in the, in the 86th and 87th minute, I can't remember exactly when, um, Bender Garcia, again, one of those, you know, balls over the top, counterattacks. Garcia has the ball in front of him. He's getting on goal and he's just, was unable to get a shot off and the, and the keeper makes a save. Uh, I joked with Anna because we were literally, it was right in front of us again. That's where Pukis was in the second half and, Gar- and Reynoso's and Garcia's. I was like, the only way, I mean, there, of course he wasn't going to score. The ball was in front of him. <laughs> like, it was in front um, of him like, on, his, like, on his feet. Of course he wasn't going to score that goal. So, I, I will say this. Uh, in talking about the uh, goals that didn't happen late in the game, uh, Ismail Tashuri Shradi looked Oh, yeah, he had a good one. Yeah. Like, he had two uh, chances to counter where one where – he ran straight up the right side and then broke his defender's ankles, cutting middle, and uh, had a good chance on that. And there was another time where uh, 
he just got kind of forced into a defender and didn't have much much space but he looked really good on the counter coming in as a sub um i expect him to earn some starting minutes uh by the end of the year but we'll we'll see oh yeah for sure um there's always injuries in that midfield uh, for Minnesota. So there's definitely going to be opportunities for him. Uh, and that's how the game ends for nothing to the loons. It's uh, they get all three points for uh, their first league's cup match. Um, just a couple extra things. Uh, Thunderwall was absolutely on point. I don't know if I'm assuming you'll agree with me. It was, uh, they were as loud and in sync as I think we've seen them. They even stepped up when there were some Puebla fans in the Wonderwall trying to get chance going in the, in like, the, I believe the eighth or ninth minute. Um, they, I think somebody heard him in the Thunderwall, and they got the gum, the drums going right away, um, getting an MNUFC chant going. So, I heard it the in the way fan section, which is close to my seats in the, yeah. in the upper deck. Uh, they were getting that Puebla chant going in, in the in the way section, and I'm sure that carried over to any Puebla fans that happened to be anywhere else in the stadium, where wherever that may be. But yeah, getting the MNUFC chant simple something that the entire stadium likes to chant getting that one going to drown out that Puebla chant was fucking phenomenal yeah uh the only other thing I'll say is this quote from Bongi after the match um it's I feel like the standard is not the same uh said Bongi I think MLS is on another level from Liga MX I'm not undermining Liga MX but today shows that we are far better than Liga MX I just don't think he quite understands uh what he's <laughs> What uh, flames he's fanning there? Um, if we're potentially stuck with like a, an America or yeah, um, you know a, uh, a Leon or somebody coming to town here at some point. So, anyways, all in all, um, uh, just a really great performance from Minnesota. We don't get to say that very often. A dominant performance from Minnesota. Like they'll get some yeah. good wins, but you know, it's often, especially going down ten men, we're 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 you know holding onto our butts and and trying to get by with the skin of our teeth. This was an absolutely dominant win from from start to start to finish. So. Good job for the on the team on that, and hopefully, you know, hopefully Miguel Tapias is ready to go against Chicago on Thursday. Um, did you read? I did not read even articles from my own uh, platform, Soda Soccer. Like why Tapias didn't make the starting lineup? I don't. I don't know. I, I I'm guessing he had some uh, some sort of knock or something because he didn't come in either. When I mean Brent Coleman came in for you know for, yeah. as the defensive stuff. He wasn't so. even part of the game day. Uh, roster. Yeah, my guess uh, is he must have. I knew Stang Bin and Fragapani still have lingering. Yeah, well, Stang Bin picked something up and I practiced on Friday, apparently. I think I saw that from Andy Greeter, uh, from one of his tweets. Ankle yeah. Um, no, nothing on top yet. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Who was our uh, good friend of Deuce for the game, MJ? Who do you got? Um, you take one, I I'll take the two? other. <laughs> Go I, ahead. I give two? Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, my. Under the radar, good Freddie Adu is Sasani Dotson. Just coming into that left wing spot, uh, no Sangbin, no Fragapane, and just really owning it and looking good, looking like he's part of that attacking front four and building chemistry with that attacking front four. And not like just really, you don't see him like dropping back into that center midfield unless he has to. Like, when you see me try to play a different position, I like regress back to the positions I'm comfortable and I don't learn how to play the position um, very well. Like this weekend at a charity broomball tournament, I was tasked with playing wing and I dropped back and was playing defense a lot. But like Sonny Dotson, you know, he can cover in the central midfield if someone else goes forward, but he's up there playing left wing, doing left wing things, and he looked great. Um, yeah. But uh, score sheet wise, with two goals and an assist uh i give to bongi just getting us on the board first right away that great first touch and speed up the right hand side yeah i mean i'll take the other obvious one which is reynoso yeah um he uh should have had maybe three or four in this game <laughs> um but was yeah. uh denied a couple times once by the crossbar um and with that assist as well to bongi um it was a it was a great game great game from the attack from minnesota and um, I, you know, special shout out to the defense for stepping up um, and getting together. Kervin Arriaga specifically, uh, he, you know, he had that amazing pass from the back that fr uh, sprung Reynoso um, almost to that uh, first goal in the first half. Um, and then stepping up and playing and getting the, you know, the back line organized once they went down to 10 men. So good on the loons. Uh, all right. So let's talk uh, MNUFC 2. 
Um, they also played on Sunday, right, MJ? They did. They played uh, Sunday down in Houston. It was a 1-1 draw at the end of regulation. So when, if you're not familiar with the MLS Next Pro, there is no extra time, but they go right to penalty kicks. And then they, if it goes to PKs, they split the points two to the winning side, one point for the, the losing side. Um, so MLS Next Pro does that thing. Uh, the, the twos look good. 22nd minute, uh, they earn a penalty kick in Cameron Lacey, buries it. So they're up one nothing. But unfortunately, in the second half, Houston get a goal. Um, Papa Ndoye uh, gets a great pass from Diego Gonzalez. And so they tie it up. Uh, the impressive thing is that the twos were perfect in the, in the penalty kick shootout in the game. Pacheco, Bello, O'Driscoll, Pedelford, and Fisher all score. And Houston's last attempt is saved by none other than Fred Emmings. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. Um, and they're back in town uh, this coming Saturday, the 29th, hosting the San Jose Earthquakes 2 um, at 7 p.m. up at the Nessie. Um, if you want to get out, I don't believe there's any chance Minnesota will play because they're playing on Thursday. Um, so definitely if you get an opportunity to go uh, catch some some um, future Minnesota United players, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I saw your note here, too. They're, all, they're in sixth place currently in the Western Conference. Top seven teams make the playoffs. So they're just above the playoff line right now. So do you know how many more games there are? Um, I, I do not, but it's it's getting towards the end of the season, and it's yeah. getting tight. Yeah. Um, I think, I think a lot those... of... Sorry, go ahead. The, there are a lot of the, the, the teams, if I remember looking at the settings, like somewhere between third and or fourth down to below the playoff line, and they're all competing. So every... Every game matters. Yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be a tight playoff race. the The twos could improve their 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 standings in the playoff race, or they could still drop out. Yep. <clears throat> so get out there on Saturday if you can to support them. Uh, see other United news. Uh, Easton Bristol, Premier uh, Rovers uh, defender, twenty uh, one year old. We've talked about a couple times. He was made official last week. Uh, he signed a contract, I believe, until 2025 with an option for 2026. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that's the case. Um, he will not occupy a, under a U22 spot. Um, he is a left back, so that will give Kamara uh, Lawrence some competition, um, along with Devin Padelford, and hopefully, hopefully means that we don't have to have Zarek Valentin or DJ Taylor playing on the left um, once Kamara Lawrence is, is fully back and fit and, you know, and ready to play. Um, and you know, like I said, we have Padelford, who is also, uh, I believe he's 20, 20 or 21, uh, this young kid. So um, hopefully there's be good opp good opportunity um, on the left-back spot. All right, MJ, one saloon. This is a, a good a favorite of ours. Yeah, so on Saturday uh, in USL League One, Charlotte Independence took on Central Valley Fuego from uh, Fresno, California. Unfortunately, uh, Charlotte Independence lose 1-2, but the one goal uh, came off forward Tresor Mbuyu, but assisted by one Miguel Ibarra. So once Loon Miguel Ibarra tallies another assist on the year, he has several for the Charlotte Independence, and he only got in 45 minutes in this game because in the midweek game that was more important uh, against Greenville, um, they are much closer to Charlotte Independence in the standings. Uh, Miguel Ibarra put in 70 plus minutes in that Wednesday midweek game, which they did win one nothing. So uh, Charlotte Independence looking good. They are in second place in the standings. They're only five points out of first, but uh, only one point in second place. They're, they have 30 points, and, and then there's several teams at 29 and 28. So another close playoff race as we look going into the close of USL League One. Sounds good. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss Minneapolis City, uh, some WOSO, uh, as well as uh, Women's uh, World Cup, and uh, maybe a very quick preview of the Loons versus the Chicago Fire um, game on Thursday. We will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both. All right, and we 
are back. Uh, we have Minneapolis City. Um, they've played their last USL League One game a, a little over a week ago, but uh, they still are involved in a tournament. They played their Super Cup group stage, their second Super Cup group stage match against Duluth SC over at Augsburg on uh, Tuesday of this last week, and they won 3-1. to one. Um, It was a hell of a match. I was there. Um, MJ, I know, was there. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of fans. It was a really great time. And a lot also, of – Yeah, go ahead. What people may not have known is, although Minneapolis City lost to the Minnesota United Academy, Duluth drew one one against the Minnesota United Academy. So they only needed to draw. Duluth could have played for a draw here and would have gone through to the semifinals. Minneapolis City needed the win. Absolutely. <laughs> for myriads of reasons, not just not just advancement in the Super Cup, but more, always be Duluth beating a Duluth FC is, is very important for Minneapolis City. So uh, David, you were there. Uh we have seen these two teams play a lot in the when they both played in the NPSL. And yes. it was a game known for getting a little chippy, not as much as the, you know, Minnesota Twin Stars, let's say, but this Minneapolis City uh, versus Duluth rivalry, there are members of the front office that, that do not like each other or, you know, former players that do not like each other. Uh, this has always been a rivalry and always uh, can just get a little uh, physical. Can we say that? And, and I think we saw that. It was definitely, and I think, I mean, it's been, Duluth has won a couple times, Minneapolis City I think has got more victories, um, and especially more lopsided victories, and I think Duluth smelled blood in the water, right, Minneapolis City didn't have a great year, and they will definitely be the first to admit that they didn't have the best year, um, but Minneapolis City uh, came out and, and, you know, they got the first goal, which you can talk a little bit about, but they, look, they still look tentative, um, and it sounds like Carl, Craig, and... Uh, uh, I, one of the captains lit into him at halftime and they came out looking a lot better in the second half. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the goals? Yeah. So in the 27th minute, uh, the Crows get a free kick on the right side. It's, it's almost the corner and they lash the ball in and CB uh, Lemaire just gets a great header on, on net uh, to put the growth up one, nothing. Uh, I will say that, it wasn't too long before Duluth ties it. Their uh, number 10, uh, Postia, uh, that our own Jess heckled the whole game with hilarious things like, what is that atop your head? And I can't believe you have a man bun. And what's your phone number? Do you want to get together later tonight? And he, I had another report from somebody who was not sitting with the citizens, sitting a little bit past the citizens watching the game. He's like, your whole section's in number 10's head. He keeps looking over at the section. So That's wonderful. He, he, he gets he gets his PK, but uh, but did not play very well in the field um, after that. And like you said, they looked better in the second half. Uh, Carl Craig obviously lit a fire under their asses. Um, in the 74th minute, they earn a pretty obvious uh, penalty kick uh foul in the box and griffin Gersey just gets up there and nails that and then um up to one in the waning minutes the 79th minute uh there's just a great combination on a counterattack, and mensa you know does a diving header just to to nudge the ball over the line um yes <clears throat> really strong game by the the crows also uh Goalkeeper Evan uh, Sifkin, Sifkin, sorry, Evan Sifkin uh, gets the uh, pro of the match from the citizens. Well deserved. Uh, only allowed the the penalty kick and yeah. really, good, really good in net. He had an amazing save early in the game that kept that kept the Crows in it. Um, having to come back, like, kind of overcommitted, and had to come back and and knock one off of his line. Um, yeah, definitely well, well deserved. I forgot to mention too, I brought Ragnar to this game and he was on the drums for most of the second half and was yeah, doing a hell of a job. So yeah, I got a lot of video of him. So, um, he's a, he had a, he had a blast. It, it was super late. So, um, he did not have a great day the next day because he's a little tired, but, um, he had a blast. So hopefully, I, hopefully go ahead. Uh, since it was our last home game, I just want to say, uh, it was so great to see, um, Maggie hires son, Augie 
uh, come down, help with the drums. Uh, John Biswin's two sons uh, always like to get their time in on the drums. And my friend, Kurt Pauly, um, his little guy came over and helped with the drums. So uh, it's been a fun season uh, being one of the percussionists down there and, and just helping the kids enjoy drumming as well. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we get a chance to do it again. Um, this time over at McAluster, uh, where the Crows played a match uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the semifinal for Minneapolis City will take place down at uh, RCTC Stadium down in Rochester against Med City, who won the NPSL this year. Uh, and then at, this is that's Tuesday at 7 p.m. So if you're listening to this today, um, 7 p.m. Uh, if you want to watch a game in town, uh, if you are in St. Paul, Minneapolis, you can head over to McAllister Stadium um, where the Crows played, like I said, a couple weeks ago against Manitoba. Um, and you, I'm in UFC Academy, their MLS Next team is uh, hosting Flora FC. So, and the winners of those oh, two matches, yep, from Burnsville. Uh, the winners of those, and, and uh, Pablo Campos, uh, Pablo Campos is Flora FC. And if those two teams, whoever wins those two matches on Tuesday, will play in the finals on Saturday, uh, like I said, at McAllister and St. Paul. So um, keep an eye out for if the Davis, I know, I mean, I would definitely I mean, I don't really have any plans for Saturday night. So if uh, Minneapolis City's in this game, more than likely I'll be there. So you can keep that on our feeds or the Minneapolis City SE feed on Twitter, um, if you have any tweets to, to look at for the day, and we'll let you know what happens. So, all right, moving along very quickly. Uh, there's some really awesome local college soccer news. Uh, MJ, tell us about it. So last year I jumped in to help cover the Gopher women's soccer a, cu- a couple times with equal time. Uh, for this coming fall, they've hired me on full-time to cover the University of Minnesota, and they've hired Bridget full-time to cover uh, St. Thomas. So if you've liked our Minnesota Aurora coverage, or you liked either of us that when we do cover the loons, um, you know that you're getting two really soccer smart, uh, good women's soccer experienced writers and uh, tweeters, if you will, because we'll be live tweeting these games uh, to cover the two D1 women's uh, college soccer teams in the Twin Cities this fall. So that's just awesome. That's awesome. Thanks to the Provotsky brothers and, and Equal Time Soccer for this opportunity. Uh, Bridget and I are just going to have a lot of fun. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Bridget's obviously been on the podcast before. And, and um, yeah, she, she has great coverage of, uh, of Aurora. And obviously, we know what MJ can do um, with the stuff over at Soda Soccer. So, looking forward to that. Uh, congratulations, MJ. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, some quick USLW uh, final news. Indy 11 beat the North Carolina Courage U23s uh, with Heather O'Reilly, by the way, uh, two to one. Uh, to win the USLW championship, which means that uh, Minnesota Aurora only has two losses in their entire existence, and they're both to teams that eventually won the championship. So um, it's not the uh, best stat, but it is a stat for sure. And then, um, as I mentioned, uh, we mentioned last week, I believe, uh, on Wednesday. Um, the game went to extra time, too. It did, yeah. Um, uh, on Wednesday, Fox 9 and Aurora are going to be hosting a US, uh, US Women's National Team watch party out at TCO Stadium. If you want to go check it out uh, up there. Um, yeah, I think they want you to sign up. It's free, but they want you to sign up. There'll be concessions, things like that. But um, I think if you go to the Aurora's website or go to their any of their social media handles, Instagram or Twitter, um, you should be able to find the information there. So check it out. All right. We had more uh, Minnesota women in national semifinal final action. Um, the WPSL national semifinals and finals. MJ, uh, how did Salvo SC do? Uh, Salvo SC, uh, won their semifinal against SC Del Sol out of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Caitlin Buki out of Montevideo. Uh, she is, uh, committed and will play her freshman year at South Dakota State. So she will be playing with one Maya Hansen. Uh, but she gets a goal in the eighth minute. And then, uh, Kaya Harper, uh, out of Lionel Lakes, uh, going into her junior year at the University of Minnesota. What a... What a WPSL season for her. Uh, she gets a goal in the 56th minute, 11 goals and six assists in regular season and playoffs for her. It's fucking incredible. Um, unfortunately for all the Minnesota fans, uh, Salvo SC uh, loses to the Charlotte Eagles in the finals. And so their season comes ahead. But after uh, not even getting out of the 
regional semifinals uh, last year, huge improvement for Salvo, went much deeper, and they should be uh, looking at this season as just another improvement in their WPSL um, season and career. Like, they just keep getting better. Very cool. Yeah, the WPSL is um, also pre-professional. Um, you know, a lot of college players, you know, a lot of um, – and also a lot of high school players too. So very cool to see, to see that team do well. All right, well, let's talk very briefly about the Loons and the Chicago Fire match coming up this Thursday. Um, again, it is Thursday. It will be at 730. Um, if you did not attend the Playboy match, um, the, um, how the game starts, uh, player introductions, national anthems, things like that, is a little different. So if you're planning on coming, uh, just be prepared for it to look a little bit different at the start of the game. Um, it looked much more like a Loons game because technically the Loons were the away team in the game against Puebla. Um, they are technically the home team for this game against the Chicago Fire. Uh, all these venues are technically neutral venues. Um, don't get me started on why that is or any of the logic. It's basically, this is a CONCACAF tournament, not a MLS tournament or a League MX tournament. So um, anyway, so if you're wondering why, you know, things are like national anthems are happening at different times or whatever, that is that is the answer. It's CONCACAF. Very CONCACAF-y. So that's probably well, the answer to most questions. I had several people ask me why the Mexican national anthem wasn't played uh this past sunday do you know why um i believe that was uh, a request of liga mx so i don't know i don't i don't know why they would request that but um i don't believe it's going to be played at any of the matches that are have a mexican national team or mexican uh, liga mx teams uh, uh playing so i don't know why um I, I don't even know the answer so um yeah huh uh, you knew yeah. more than me though so that's that's good <laughs> Uh, all right, so Loons are playing the Chicago Fire on Thursday. This will be the Chicago Fire's first match in the league uh, League's Cup. They did not play uh, over the course of the first match day. Um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how serious uh, Chicago takes it. Uh, clearly, we noted that Minnesota took it pretty seriously. Um, they played a basically first choice eleven, obviously with the exception of the you know some players being out with injuries. Um, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see if if uh, Chicago does the same thing. Obviously, they have some young players. Um, their uh, goalkeeper, Chris Brady. Um, uh, the uh, left winger, Brian Gutierrez, just a 20-year-old. Uh, this team also has, you know, the likes of Shakiri, who's finally fit and healthy. Um, he's not doing well <laughs> right now, um, but he is at least playing uh, full 90 minutes. Uh, and they also have a lot of um, younger players that they want to try and bet into. So it really kind of depends on what kind of Chicago fire team we see um, if loons, basically how the, the league MX or the, yeah, the uh, league's cup works is if you get a win in regulation, you get three points. Um, if you much like the MLS next pro um, games go directly to uh, shootouts after, if it's tied after a regulation uh, with the winning, the team, the winning penalty team um, getting two points and the losing penalty team getting one point and the losing team in regulation. If there's a regulation or obviously gets zero points. Uh, with the top two teams going through to the knockout round of <clears throat> of these groups. So, um, that being said, would you want to see Minnesota United do anything differently? MJ, obviously, we'll have to uh, replace Michael Boxall, and hopefully Miguel Tapias is ready to go. Otherwise, I'm sure Brent Coleman will be will be the starter. Um, do you want to see anything different from the, the Loons lineup on Thursday? One of the things we didn't talk about is Debassi filling in for the Tapias's uh, absence this past Sunday against Puebla and Debasi played well. I thought he had yeah. some good clearances uh, out of trouble. Um, he had to win some header battles just to clear the ball away from danger. Some of the things that Puebla was trying to do in the air. And so I'm assuming if one, I've heard that Minnesota United is appealing the red card due to the retaliation nature. I think the more likely scenario is that Boxall keeps his red card, but the other player from Puebla who grabbed his nuts gets a red card. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Boxall will be cleared, um, or that will be yeah. reduced to a yellow card or anything like that. Did but, you, did you, you hear that for sure? I heard that they can, um, but I hadn't heard that they said that they were going to. So. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, no, I did not hear that for sure. So thanks, okay. for, thanks for keeping me uh, honest on that. I I will say that. Assuming Boxall is out, if Tapias can come back, Tapias and Debassi are, are a good center back pair. And so yeah. I would expect them, them to play. Um, 
it also will be interesting to see if we can work Risto in or if he will be match fit. Um, yeah, again, it, it, he also he also needs his visa, and I haven't heard uh, if he's gotten that yet. Um, I don't think that's been confirmed anywhere. At least I haven't seen anything about it. So, um, assuming um, he has his visa and everything, I you know I would be interested maybe to start instead of uh, starting Dotson, even though Dotson had a really good game, is to start um, uh, uh, Tajiri Shradi, um, give him yeah. a run out for sixty minutes. I think that might be interesting. Um, maybe you know rotate a little bit, but you don't need to rotate a ton. I mean, obviously with um, what four days in between matches, you're not going to play again until at least early, like late next week, I would think, because I think the next round of games um, is like about four days after this this round. So you got probably at least seven days before your next match. So um, I think you could do a little rotation. I mean, if Sang Bin is ready to, to play and maybe get you know 30 minutes or something off the bench, uh, hopefully they have, like they have to like this uh, yesterday they have this game locked up early on. And they can do some rotation and get some guys some some playing time. Yeah, I I agree with you. It, it would be whether it's uh, Rosales or uh, Shradi at, at left wing, kind of getting mixing up that attacking for a bit, yeah. but not a lot because yeah. like uh, you should start Pookie, you should start Ray. You know, like like keep a lot of things consistent, um, but just tweak a little bit you know just try to get some other people some starting minutes rest some 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 people do you do you like the i thought trap had one of his best games all season against yes at bottom of the table the game he seemed he looked um, he looked shaky at the start but he grew into the game a lot more um he looked a lot better um you know after the first sort of like once we got that first goal but he was he was kind of getting carved up yeah. there for a little bit yeah uh-huh. I, I know he looked like trap but there was a time where like he made a tackle and he made it clean and it wasn't a yell, you know, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't a yellow card. He got clean, dispossessed, went the other yeah. direction. And I was just like, yeah, like that's the trap we want to see. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, some other leagues cup action, obviously everybody, I'm sure has seen it by now. Messi scoring a free kick winner in stoppage time um, against Cruz Azul. Uh, Vancouver and Lyon played to a two, two draw in their match. Um, and then they, you know, so they went straight to penalties. Uh, the Leon won on penalties 16 to 15. That's how crazy the penalties were for, for that match. Um, the, uh, on Saturday, I thought the, uh, I watched this game, Montreal and Pumas played, uh, Montreal was up two to nothing in like the 90, like the 91st minute. Um, and then Pumas scores two goals in like the next eight minutes to, to get it. <laughs> no, it was like in like the 81st minute, sorry, like 81st or 82nd minute. Puma scores two goals to tie it up in the last like 10 minutes of the game and then proceeds to lose on penalties to Montreal. So I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Philadelphia beat Tijuana three to one. Um, and then uh, I guess also on uh, Sunday, uh, NYCFC lost to Atlas uh, one to nothing. But the, the, um, the MLS teams are holding their own against the Liga MX teams. So there's been a few that haven't gotten to play yet. Club America, obviously. Um, Chivas uh, hasn't played yet. But so far, you know, MLS teams are holding their own against the Liga, the, the Liga MX competition. So it'll be an interesting tournament. I think it kind of depends on how serious um, teams decide to take it. So we shall see. Uh, all right. And then finally, the Women's World Cup kicked off last week as well. Um, I was going to shout out if you are listening to this podcast, you probably already saw a, a, a Minnesota football Dave's show in your feed. Um, Rodrigo, Eric, and Nubia and I all got together Sunday, early Sunday morning to record a podcast recapping some of the matches. We talked a little bit about League's Cup. Let's want a little more thoughts on League's Cup, but talking about some of the games. Um, we're going to try and do those you know, after pretty much every group day or so. Um, so MJ, I'll make sure to let you know the next time we do one. It was a Saturday morning at 9 a.m., so I figured you might be a little busy or or tired. So I, I had the charity ball tournament. So okay, yeah, correct. I, I think I, I, I think you, I'm pretty sure I remember you mentioning that, which is why I didn't I didn't, I didn't even bring it up. So I'll make sure you're involved in the invites uh, for going forward if you want to jump in. Um, those I'm are super fun. Those are super fun. Um, we're not we're not sponsored or anything this year, so um, we're we're taking a little we're taking a little easy. We're not we're not having the rigid schedule I put together. For the men's world cup where we were recording every what three days or so um that was a little bonkers so so yeah so we're gonna do those as much as, much as we possibly can um halfway after big matches um definitely you know the day or so after the u.s matches as well 
Um, and so, yeah, so those will be forthcoming. Um, MJ, are there any Women's World Cup matches that you wanted to highlight real quickly before we end for the day? Um, I was there 2 a.m. Uh, to see the, the kickoff, uh, 2 a.m. technically Thursday, uh, late Wednesday for us in, in the Twin Cities at Blackheart, uh, New Zealand. Uh, one of the two hosts uh, opened their uh, World Cup against Norway. Because they opened up against Norway, Jens was there. Jens, a uh, member of the Minnesota Thunderwall and a uh, huge uh, Minnesota United supporter. Um, he was disappointed as Norway failed to score goals, even though they had a lot of big names on their roster. Um, super happy for the, uh, I believe, Black Ferns or, or whatever the nickname yeah, is. For think the to the Black, think to the Black Ferns, yeah. <clears throat> and so... That was their their first ever World Cup victory, um, as a matter of fact. So, um, they haven't been in that many. I think they've only this is their second World Cup that they've 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 qualified for. So, yeah, I mean, uh, hats off to New Zealand for starting off the the games with a win. You know, opening up as a host, and and they had forty something thousand there in Auckland to watch their game, which broke a record for um, women's soccer attendance in New Zealand. So. Uh, yeah, I'll just say the other um, Australia opened as well. So Australia and New Zealand are co-hosting the tournament. Obviously, Australia beat Ireland one to nothing. Ireland's first ever Women's World Cup tournament. Uh, they had over seventy-five thousand people um, for the Australia game. It was the largest ever uh, soccer uh, attendance in, in Australia, men's or women's. So that was really cool. Um, a couple other notable results: Nigeria and Canada drew not zero zero, uh, which was pretty Im- impressive for Nigeria. Um, Huge. Huge uh, penalty kick save on Christine Sinclair. Yep, by uh, the Nigerian keeper. Like yes. just huge. Uh, the, and USA beat uh, Vietnam three nothing on Friday night. I think the big story about this has been the games have been relatively close. Um, there's been I mean, not really too many blowouts. Um, the 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 first year play, teams are showing up and playing really well. Um, Jamaica uh, drew France zero zero. Um, I think the other big story to keep an eye on is penalties are being saved at a astronomical rate uh for for what the you know for what pit normally penalties are normally saved at including alex morgan with taking a terrible penalty uh in the game against vietnam and the, the vietnamese keeper um, absolutely stood on her head and their defense they played a really i mean three nothing is a you know a semi lopsided score but uh that could have been easily seven or eight um but for the vietnamese defense and the vietnamese goalkeeper playing really well a lot of has been said about the asian football confederation and the strides that they've made in the men's game. You think about uh, South Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia, um, Iran, uh, these being very strong men's teams. Yes, Australia too, since they're technically in the Asian Football Confederation. Um, A lot was said after in 2019 when the US opened against Thailand and put up 13. And I think a lot of people expected them to to put a lot of goals up against Vietnam and kudos to Vietnam and their coaching staff, their players, they played a low black of, you know, of eight, you know, two, two banks of four, and they made it really hard for the U S to get into the box and, and get good scoring chances. And the goalkeeper played fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the only other two kind of, uh, notable results, Netherlands beat Portugal one to nothing. Those are the two other teams in the U S Vietnam group and the U S plays the Netherlands on Wednesday night. Um, I believe that kickoff is at eight o'clock. Um, the black heart will be open for that. Uh, and then the other uh, result I wanted to highlight is England, uh, only beat Haiti one to nothing Haiti, which literally cannot even train in their own country, um, held the English to, uh, and uh, and honestly probably should have won that game, um, or should, at least should have got an equalizer there. Um, just like I said, very impressive debuts for some of these first time teams. Um, hopefully they can keep it up in the, in the next round of matches. Uh, if you want to watch these games, um, they're on uh, FS1, uh, Big Fox, um, Peacock. If you have Peacock, they're in Spanish. If you All the games are on Peacock. Um, the Black Card is opening for certain games early. They'll be open on Wednesday morning uh, for the um, Canada-Ireland game at 7 a.m. Um, they're open, you know, if there's games in the evening um, that are at regular hours when the bar would be open, they, are, they, can, they will have those on. Uh, so Wednesday night as well, USA Netherlands at eight, uh, and then keep an eye on the Blackheart uh, Twitter feed because that will tell you when they're going to start opening for the early knockout rounds, or if there's any early games in the group stages that they're going to be open for. 
kind of at the whim of Mark, the uh, the bartender. So um, sometimes he'll randomly just uh, tell people he'll be open. So if you want to try and catch a game, super fun to watch with other people, um, especially those early games because people they can just get rowdy and all that. Uh, yeah, and I will be there, you know, as many as I possibly can. So uh, what what else, MJ? Uh, we got to wrap this up, bud. The U.S. played the Netherlands this Wednesday. That is a rematch of the 2019 Women's World Cup finals, in That's which correct. the U.S. prevailed two to nothing. Uh, yeah, that Netherlands team, even without uh, they're without Miedema, right? Yes, yeah. Um, even without Miedema, I mean, they have Van de Donk. They, I cannot uh, name off the top of that. They have they are so loaded with talent. Yeah, um, Lika, Lika Martins is on that team as well. Yes, thank you. Um, and Lena Berenstein, Steen, Berenstein, I think. Um, they are a loaded team. Yeah, Mitama is, is the engine that makes that that team run. Uh, that's the other kind of semi-big story is that a lot of the big teams are missing some of their best players um, due to injuries. So it'll be interesting. I think this is probably the most parity this tournament has ever had. So um, and don't count out the Germans. The Germans look really, in Brazil this morning, look very, very uh, good and incisive. So... All right, that'll be it. Let's wrap it up now. Um, at TDIKMN on Twitter, um, I'm at Texas Zeller. You can check out my other show, the Minnesota Sports Variety Show at MNSBS. Uh, that's, I do that with Eric Grady um, about once a week. Uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui, and Jess is always at Jessica 1440839. We have been the Dave's You Know. This is the Dave's I Know. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We, we, we do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son.